want to welcome you to the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. We can put our hope and confidence in Jesus Christ because His promises always come to pass. Let's tune in as our brother Donald Johnson brings the word, WTF, a message of hope. Romans chapter 4, verse 17 through 21. And this portion of, of uh, this passage of scripture uh, discusses the father of our faith. Thank you, sir. Discusses the father of our faith, Abraham. And it reads, it says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Amen. Today's scripture comes from a message that I like to entitle WTF. No. WTF. And I know most of y'all are probably looking at me like, you probably looked at your neighbor like, did he really just say that? Come on, Craig. Get up, Craig. No. All right, so WTF, a message of hope. So I make a lot of references to, to, uh, to what I can relate to. Um, I like lifting weights. Why? Because it's therapeutic for me. Um, I like watching Strongman and stuff like that, events like that. And um, I just kind of, that's always been kind of a thing that I've always been into. And uh, how many, how many my, my, my fellas in the spot, from the spot, or in the, in the house? Any, anybody in here? Cool. Because we're few, we're, we're few but, but we're strong. So, and that's what it's about. That's what, we, that's what we would develop the spot for. Because, you know, anybody who knows anything about gym etiquette, like when you're really trying to make gains and you're trying to grow, you need somebody to spot you. So you can do something that you've never done before, Right? But we don't just leave it there in the garage or in the gym. We do it in life because you need to grow. If you ain't growing, then that means you're dying. Chew on that. So this is kind of like how I look at life. Um, you know, I always kind of relate it to the barbell. Um, that looks like JR right there, but it's not. But uh, I kind of look at life like, like it's a barbell. The opportunities for growth and improvement are right there, you have to pick them up and start grinding. And there's stuff we got to pick up and we got to start grinding. I don't know how I many of you guys thought that like when you, when, you, when you got into the relationship with Christ that it was just going to be a cakewalk. You was going to be able to kick your feet up and, and, and relax. But really it's a death march. And it's, it's, there's work that has to be done. So... Here at the Building Christian Fellowship, as you heard earlier, we like to work on building things, 
building your faith, building your hope, building your love, which is all encompassed by a real relevant relationship with Jesus Christ. If you heard me preach a, a few months back, um, I preached a message about building faith, hope, and love, and I, and I related those three to the three major lifts in weightlifting. You got three major lifts. You got bench press, you got deadlift, and you got squat. And for me, I think faith is, is better represented by the bench press because, like, you know what I'm saying, people, that's, that's what seems like Christians always talk. Like, you don't have to be saved very long before you start talking about faith. You know, what you believe, and I'm going to, and this is what's going to happen, and praise God. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can see the faith, like, from the get-go. You know what I'm saying? Which is a lot like, you know, like, bench press. Like, Monday morning is, is International Bench Day. You go to the gym, and you can't find a bench open because everybody's trying to bench press. You can go to the squat rack because not everybody's trying to get in there and squat. You got dudes in there that got big old chests but no legs. And if you blow on them hard enough, they're going to tip right over. So, um, you know, for me, faith is a lot like, the, lot like the bench press. It is. It has its importance, but it's not the end-all, be-all. It is, it is very detrimental to you building your body, but it's not the end-all, be-all, even though a lot of people just want to focus on that. And unfortunately, you know what I'm saying, we live in a day and age where a lot of people have been hurt by churches who only focused on faith, not realizing that it takes more than that. Moving right along, you have the deadlift, which is considered the most natural lift of all the lifts. You pick something heavy up off the ground and set it back down. How many of y'all ever done that before? How many of y'all done hurt your back trying to do something like that before? Because you wasn't lifting right. Use your legs. So it's a natural lift because it's natural for us to hope. Like, you don't have a baby and expect it to stay the same size for the rest of, the rest of his life, right? You hope that it's going to grow into a nice, productive citizen of the community. So you got to endure all the school years and all that stuff that, that, that comes in between baby, beautiful, bouncing baby to productive citizen in the community, right? That's the goal. Your goal is not for them to be midgeted or st their growth stunted, right? That's not, that's not your goal, and them to live with you forever. Some of y'all moms want your baby to stay a baby and live with you forever. That's cool. But I've, I've heard, I, believe it or not, I've heard some of that stuff come out of moms' mouths. I mean, it'd be, they'd be brand new moms. But say amen. Anyhow. So hope deadlift, man, is, is, is natural. It's a natural movement. Pick up something heavy. And the thing about a, about a deadlift that's kind of crazy is that, is that your body is strong enough to sustain the weight that you're trying to lift. But if your grip isn't strong enough, you won't be able to lift it to where you're trying to get it to. And then we move along to the squat. Squat the reason why I think the squat is love, because when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it talks about now there's faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love, right? So the reason why I say it is because love is not natural. It doesn't make any sense, just like the squat. You got heavy weight that starts up high. You throw it on your back, bring it down low, 
and then put it back up high again. Makes no sense whatsoever. But how much like Christ is that? Christ, who was sitting up high, came down low just to reconcile us to himself and went back up so that way we can be there with him also. So that's why it's the greatest. Also because the squat, it trains the largest muscle group of your body, your legs. You always got to use your legs, right? So um, that's my little quick session on, on, on that, on the three lifts, all right? But going back to what we just read, chapter 4, verse 18. I want you guys to pay, something, pay attention to something in particular, what it talks about Abraham. It says, in verse 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Who against hope, believed in hope. I read that over and over again. I was like, I was, I was throwing that around trying to figure out what does that mean? Hope against hope. So first of all, you know that anytime you hear, hear against, that means that there's, there's, a, there's friction going on means there's like a fight there's like there's opposition but hope against hope how does that how does that work hope is always a good thing we always think that hope is something that's that's good but what I want you guys to see here is that hope against hope what he's saying is that is that the promise that God made him to be the father of many nations gave him hope to conceive a child But the logic of his situation that was completely contrary to the promise that God gave him was full of doubt and unbelief. It said that through faith he believed the promise. He didn't stagger in his faith. He didn't stagger at the promise through unbelief. But was strong in faith so that was the hope that he had that was against the hope that it wouldn't happen. So I want you to understand that there's a positive, just for every positive, there's a negative that mirrors that positive. It kind of looks like this. If you look at that, at the bottom, the negative is standing all the way up. That's how it is when God makes us a promise. We literally, when we put our hands to the bar, it's not just putting our hands to the bar from, from, a, from a neutral place. We actually have to reach past that into the negative to pull it out of nowhere because that's God calling things that aren't as though they were. We actually pull from a deficit. No, I want you to build, build an ark. What is an ark? (laughs) 
God calls things that aren't as though they were. So, the first thing I need us to understand is that God cannot lie and his word will always come to pass. Dios no puede mentir y su palabra siempre se pasa. Y'all wasn't expecting that. Hey, I'm, 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 just, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to keep in line with Pastor John and, you know what I'm saying, because we do. We have, we have a heart for the Spanish-speaking community. Amen? And, uh, yeah, so don't get too excited because that was the first thing that I said in Spanish. So help me out if I, if I fall off, all right? So first point in WTF, a message of hope. Where's the fortitude? Where's the fortitude? Hope against hope. The flip side of where's the fortitude is you have to have a will to fight. You have to have a will to fight. Donde esta la fortaleza? Where's the fortitude? You know, we live in a day and age right now where, where, where we're so quick to get up and walk out on stuff. We're so quick to just throw, throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they used to say. It's funny, I saw a meme the other day. It was, it was, it was of a, a, a couple that were, you know, they're seniors, silver hair and everything, and, and they're together. And, and it said, it said that, that they were asked a question like, how did you guys manage to stay together for so long? And they said, you know what, it's, 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 it's pretty simple. It's like we come from an era when something was broke, you fix it, you don't throw it away. And it's sad that we live in an era right now that, that like, you know, when something breaks down or something breaks, we so quick to just toss it out. We don't, we don't look for no manual to try and figure out how to, how to, how to fix it. Fix the problem. We won't even call the repairman to come and fix it. We're just like, oh, man, I, my car broke down. I need a new car. That's why you have a 300 credit score. Okay. Where is the fortitude? It's crazy because, like, you know, me and my wife were out uh, at the grocery store yesterday. And we ran into this guy that was an old friend of ours. And, uh, you know, we hadn't seen him in a while. He's like, yeah, man, still married. And I'm, me and my wife were kind of like, okay, we didn't ask that, but okay. Why you just throw that out there, like, just randomly? Like, we weren't even talking about any of that. He's like, yeah, still married. And we're like, okay. But, I mean, and then after, after we left from talking with him, you know, my wife was like, why do you think he just, you know, threw that out there? I was like, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, it's not really uncommon for our peers that, that, you know, they ain't together no more. I mean, we have friends. We have really good friends that we, that we, me and my wife grew up with. They've been together for almost as long as we have. And just all of a sudden, it was like Quitsville. It's like, man, yeah, this is, I'm done. Like, somebody fell, bumped their head. I don't know what it was, but they just, just, that was it. Gave up, left, quit. Dunsey. And uh, 
I'm like, WTF, man? Where's the fortitude? Oh, oh, so, 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 so because she ain't changed something that you asked for the past two years, so you just want to go get up and, and walk out. Oh, because your kid, your kid ain't acting right, so you just gonna, you just gonna let him, you gonna let the streets have him. That's, that, that's, that's how it works. You must have a will to fight. Debes estar dispuesto a luchar por lo que esperas. You have to fight for what you hope in. You have to have a willingness to fight, and your willingness to fight will be determined by what you're willing to take off or put on. Now, I don't know how many sisters we got in here. You know what I'm saying? You and your girls, you know what I'm saying? You had to get down and dirty one day when you was young and y'all went and got every ring that you could find and slid them on your fingers because you was finna go to the park and it's finna go down. You got your, you got your Vaseline so your face don't get scratched up, wrapped your bun up so they ain't pulling your hair, took your earrings off. Because you ain't supposed to be talking to my man. Meanwhile, let's fast forward. Bruh hanging out in front of Food Max begging for change now. And you like, man, what was I thinking? But you was willing to fight. Your willingness to fight will be determined by what you're willing to take off or put on. You have to be willing to fight for your marriage, for your kids, for your purity, for your dreams. Para tu matrimonio, tus hijos, su familia, para tus esperanzas y sueños. I was watching Telemundo last night. No, I'm just I'm joking. I'm joking. Joking. In stereo. No. All right. So, um, can you put up the shining armor real quick? We hear stories about the knight in shining armor, man. We like, you know what I'm saying? That's the fairy tale. Woman's always waiting for a knight in shining armor, but I think this is a profound statement. A knight in shining armor is a man who has never had his metal truly tested. I was not an athlete at all, mainly because it was either one, because my mom couldn't afford it, and when I got older in high school, I just didn't have the grades because I was getting into trouble and stuff. So I, I wanted, I wanted to, but... You know what I'm saying? Again, I wasn't willing to put on no extra effort on them grades. So I wasn't, I didn't have to fight to do it. So, but I have friends that, that, that played, that played football and stuff. And, um, I did play like one season of Pop Warner, which was cool. And I remember we got new helmets that year and dude, you ain't doing, we, we knew who was actually in the game playing because your helmet was marked up. Right? That's what it's all about. You got a shiny helmet. You can't be going to school talking about you was doing nothing because you was on the bench the whole time shining that helmet. You ain't had no marks in your helmet. You wasn't getting no play time. So don't even lie like that. And it's the same with our armor, man. This is a fight. 
Listen to this. Battle gear does not find glory in the trophy case, but in the field of battle. El equipo de batalla no encuentra la gloria en la vitrina del trofeo, sino en el campo de batalla. Jackie, you got that, you got that picture, the, the video of Homegirl? So this is what it's a lot like. This little lady right here. Right. Go ahead, you can cut that. Now, those of you all know if, if everybody saw it, but the thing is, is that that's a lot like hope, man. Hope sounds pretty, but it really looks ugly. Why? Because you're, 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 you're holding on in the middle of something that looks completely contrary to what it is that you're holding on to. It looks dark. It looks bleak. But you're holding on to a promise that's nowhere in sight. Holding on. Hoping against hope. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse six through eight. Remember, this is a fight. It says, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, it says, fight the good fight. Paul encourages Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life to which you were summoned and for which you confessed the good confession of faith before many witnesses. It is ugly going through hope. It's not going to be the prettiest thing that you've ever seen. That girl could have gotten embarrassed by what was coming out of her and dropped. And, wouldn't have, and it wouldn't have counted. That lift wouldn't have counted. Halfway don't count. Sometimes when we're holding on to stuff, when we're holding on to the promise, things will, st things will start to come out of us that we didn't have a clue were inside of us. It's a process. The promise didn't come overnight. When you look at Abraham, Abraham got the promise when he was in his 80s, I believe. When he was like 80. Now, those of you that watch TV, I know you've come across commercials that, you know, one of the infomercials that offer stuff to older men for them to, you know, help them out. But... That whole idea came from this story. I'm just, I'm just, let's just be real. That whole idea that came from this story. And the thing about it is that the promise didn't come to pass until Abraham was 100 years old. I've heard cases of men still in their 80s conceiving children. 
So God made sure that it was good and dead before the promise came about. Why? Because he wanted the glory. The glory belongs to him. But he had to go through the process. Which leads me to the next point in the WTF message. Where's the fire? The flip side of that is welcome the fight. Now that you know that this is a fight, now that you've made the resolution to, to fortify yourself for the fight, you have to understand that the fight is not going to be a one and done. Donde esta el fuego? Bienvenido a la lucha. You have to welcome the fight. What do I mean by that? I mean because we oftentimes want to rush the process or find a fast track to the promise rather than spend the necessary time for our development to enjoy the promise. Because what good is it if, if you get to the place that God has shown you, but you have no means of being sustained or sustaining your position in that place? Oh, you, 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 you swindled your way into this position, and now you have to keep swindling to stay in the position. Or you go through the process. It's like applying for a position that requires a degree with an emphasis in this particular field. And you forge a certificate to present to the company showing that you have the credentials. You get the position and you're in there, but you really have no clue about what the position is. And you're constantly going to have to, you're constantly going to be asked questions regarding the position, which means you're going to have to keep lying. You're going to have to keep swindling. You're going to have to keep running the con as opposed to actually going through the schooling, getting the certificate, and then applying. There's a process. But the reason why we want to skip the process is because the process requires work. Right? El proceso requiere trabajo. It requires work. We don't want to do that. That girl didn't get in there and lift all that weight just off the street. She didn't just come in there, go in there like, yeah, this is what I think I'm going to do, and got up under that weight. She trained for it. There was a process, just like a fighter. When he goes into a fight, he train, he's trained for months, maybe even years, for one night. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. It says, therefore, since we have been justified, that is acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God by faith, let us grasp 
That's that grip again. Let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with him. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed. Through him, we also have access by faith into this remarkable state of grace in which we firmly and safely and securely stand. Let us rejoice in our hope and the confident assurance of experience and enjoying the glory of our great God, the manifestation of his excellence and power. And not only in this, or not only this, but with joy, let us exult in our sufferings and rejoice in our hardships, knowing that hardship, distress, pressure, trouble produces patient endurance. And endurance, proven character, spiritual maturity, and proven character, hope and confident assurance of eternal salvation. Such hope in God's promises never disappoints us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Amen? So it's basically saying you got to go through some stuff. You got to go through some testing in order for your hope to come to pass. Let me explain to you what, what, what assistance work is like. Where's JR at? JR, leave. Matt, come here. Give it up for Matt. Come on, clap, clap, clap just for Matt. Matt, do me a favor and grab that weight over there. The first one. So, yeah. So, so Matt's holding on to the promise. Because the promise, I mean, he's holding, on, he's holding on to the promise. This is the hope of it, right? This is where God started him out. Because eventually he wants him to get to here. So just hold on to that while I keep, while I keep talking. Part of it is, is you got to hold on. You got to train your grip. Because God wants to see how, how long are you going to hold on. Are you going to hold on or are you going to drop it and go and do what it is that you want to do? Try and see if you can find a back door to the promise. When you really look at the story, because this only, this only gives you a synopsis of, of what the story is about the father of faith. The father of faith, Abraham, who got the promise, he and his wife were well well beyond the age of having children, right? So sometime in between actually conceiving the child and the promise, Sarah gets tired of trying, tired of waiting, tired of holding on, and she sets it down. And she tells him, you know what? This ain't gonna happen. Take my, take my maidservant and go, go, go get it done with her. Now, Abraham, I think he was a little eager jumping at the opportunity. You know what I mean? He, he was a little eager jumping at the opportunity. But I wonder, I've, I've always wondered, I'm just curious. I've just always wondered if it was counted to him as righteousness, the fact that he like, you know, because he's beyond the age of doing anything. Okay, let's just, let's just say, but he kept exercising and believing in faith. 
I'm just saying. Just, just saying. Just putting that out. I mean, just for you to think about. The fact that he, he, that he kept on in faith because he believed. For him, to, for him, he must have had so much belief that he went and, and obeyed the dumb suggestion of his wife. And conceived a son that was not the promise. But eventually, somewhere in the in, in the in-between stage, somewhere in between Sarah dropping the ball, because technically at the same time, if you look at it, Abraham set the set the hope down too by 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 coming in agreement with what his wife suggested. But somewhere in between, he knew that no, God is a man of his word and he cannot lie. And they picked, they picked hope back up again. This time a little heavier. Why? Because they're older in age. Even less likely for it to happen. Not standing there as comfortably waiting on the promise. First Thessalonians talks about the patience of hope. Endurance, patience of hope. How long can you hold on? We have to do the assistance work. Thank you, Matt. Give him a hand. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Strapping young lad right there. But the thing is, you got to do the assistance work. Or you'll never be able to make it to the promise. Part of that is, is that you, you, you got to understand that, that there's going to be letdowns along the way. There's going to be upsets along the way. There's going to be disappointments along the way. Because right when you think, you, there's, there's, there, there's been times where you thought that what it was that you were hoping for was you were just like right on the verge of it that it was going to happen. And so all of a sudden... Something that you wasn't expecting happens. Bible talks about how hope deferred makes the heart sick. And it looks like it's never going to happen. What do you do then? Do you set it down and say, forget it? Or do you keep holding on knowing that God will not lie? Which leads me to the next point in WTF, which is you have to have a willingness to forgive. Willingness to forgive. But remember, there's a flip side to that. The flip side to having a willingness to forgive is understanding that there are people watching the fight. You got little people watching you. You got co-workers watching you. You got family, friends watching you. Watching you fight. What's even more important, God is watching you. And the fact that God is watching you, he's more, he's more interested in what it is that you're becoming rather than what it is that you're wanting. 
What are you becoming in the process? Not what are you getting in the process. He has everything that we need. He has everything that we want. But what are you becoming in the process? Is there a part of you that, that thinks that, that you have something to do with this thing working out? That you're responsible for making this thing happen? Or is all of your hope and your trust in him? Willingness to forgive and understand that people are watching the fight. About a month, month and a half ago, I was at work and um, I decided, you know, since I, since I started working in the office now and I'm like sitting a lot more, I'm like, man, I got to be active during lunch because I'm not trying to, you know, everybody in here eating donuts and stuff. I'm like, I'm not trying to be a don't be shaped like a donut. None of that. I'm, you know, I need to, I need to be active during lunch. So I like started bringing my weighted vest with me to work and walk in the parking structure. I'm like going up the stairs and, you know, going up and down the stairs and all that kind of stuff or whatever. Um, and so I'd done it for like about like a week, week and a half or so. And, uh, I'm coming down from the top level and as I'm walking, I'm at, at the far end of the parking structure. And the parking structure kind of V's down. And like in the center is where you come up and go down to park and stuff like that. And at the corners is the, is the stairwell. So I'm coming, coming down, and I'm at the far end of the parking structure. And as I'm walking, I can kind of see this car coming towards me. And uh, as it gets closer, I notice, oh, it's an unmarked vehicle, unmarked, you know, patrol car. So, uh, car gets closer, and I see it's the officer that I know from court. I'm like, okay. He's like, hey, what's going on, man? Like, nothing, just, just out here on my break. He's like, on your break from what? And I'm like, from work? And uh, he, goes, he goes, oh, yeah, where you work at? And I'm like, bro, how do you not know who I know? How do you not know me? I see you every week. Every week. I was like, okay. Like, cool, hey, man, you probably don't notice I'm not, wearing my sh I'm not wearing my shirt and tie and stuff. I was like, yeah, man, I, I work over at probation, blah, blah, blah. I'm in court every week. I see you all the time. He's like, oh. He's like, hey, so what's that thing that you're wearing? I'm like, it's a, it's a weighted vest. He's like, oh, we got a call saying that there was a suspicious man walking around the premises. And I was like, oh, Okay. Well, I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to alarm you. Yeah, man, it's a weighted vest. I'm just out here trying to get it in during my, during my lunch break. And uh, he's like, all right. And then he radioed something or whatever. And so as I'm walking, keep walking, and I see the ramp, and I see another officer coming up. I was like, oh. And he was, I was like, hey, man, sorry sorry for the false alarm. Didn't mean to alarm you guys. He's like, okay. And he's just kind of like still looking at me suspicious. And so as I came a little bit further, Walking toward the other end of the parking structure, I see the stairwell, and there's like six other officers right there at the stairwell. I was like, thank you, Jesus, that that went better than it could have been. But the funny thing about it is, is that word got around to my coworkers about the, about the whole situation and the incident, and they were outraged infuriated and me being you know having been in the, the position and the predicament that I've been in my whole life which is what caused that situation 
I know what the situation is. I know what the condition is. And for me, it wasn't a big deal because I'm like, you know what? I could, I could hold on to this. In light of all the, the crap that's being put out in the media, I could have made a big old fuss about it and been like, you know, on some, you know, or whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, man, it's, you know what? More than representing any kind of political movement or any kind of government, like, like basically at the end of the day, all the problems could be solved by one thing, which is everybody needs Jesus. And so, and so rather than making a big deal out of it, I'm like, man, you know what? I'm just going to love on these people. I mean, like, man, I know he felt like, like crap at the fact that like he realized, I'm like, dude, you see me every week. You see me. There's not, there's a one in a million chance that there's a dude that looks just like me that got salt and pepper beard, you know what I'm saying? Bald head in Napa. I'm just saying, not, not very likely. But my, my coworkers were like infuriated by it. They were like, man, no, nah, man, we got to go down there and do something. No, nah, man, that's not right, man. And I'm like, man, hey, chill, man. Put away your Sharpie. Put away the poster boards. We're not, we're not going. In the, hey, be cool, man. Be cool. Got work here, okay? Be cool. But it just, but it, what was cool about it, it was like, man, it, it was, I got a chance, it, it started a dialogue with my coworkers, and they got to know, like, why aren't you, why aren't you all bent out of shape by that? Because, I mean, we live in this world, and we know that we, we should all know that we are in this world, but not of this world. So we should know that we're going to be exposed to stuff that just, th- th- there's no justice in it. But we know the righteous judge. And that's all that matters. If we are obedient to what it is that he says and what he commands us to do, then we, won't, we, we, we can function within this system without being affected by it. Think about that for all my freedom fighters in the building. Because I know we got some crusaders that are in here that, that you know what I'm saying, you want to advocate everything, but favor his righteous cause. Favor his righteous cause. Because all it's going to do, I mean, you got a good argument for whatever it is, whatever injustice that's out there that, 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 that you want to fight for, but you're going to be spent and disappointed at the end of it all. But if you invest all of that, 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 that fire that you got into, into pushing the gospel and seeing people's lives changed and their, their, their destinies being changed and their lives being set free, You won't be disappointed. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Instead of getting all salty about the situation and getting in my feelings about it, I was reminded that God commands us that, that we be kind one to another and tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. We must remember that we always have an audience. We always have an audience, especially if you if you really on social media and stuff. I mean, that's you got y'all got followers and stuff and all that stuff. I'm not really a fan of social media. That's why that's why I don't smile for selfies. I'm just being honest with you. I'm like over the selfie stuff. 
Y'all, I'm not, that's no condemnation to y'all. Y'all do that. We have a ministry here, selfie ministry. That's good. I personally, I'm not into it, okay? And the main reason is because everybody following you ain't your fan. Everybody, everybody double tapping on your picture is not your fan. I don't know if you saw the meme of, of the gazelle being chased by the lion. Everybody following you is not your fan. <laughs> that like might be because they like you for lunch. Everybody following you is not your fan. Todos lo que seguen no son tus admiradores. That was a tongue twister. I, I told y'all don't get too excited about it, but sometimes the thing that we're not willing to let go of is the thing that is trying to kill us. Could you put that up for me, Jackie? Some of y'all recognize where this clip is from. It's an oldie but goodie. That's my favorite part right there. Right there. Those of y'all that don't know that movie, that boy was bad. He was a hellion. Spawn of Satan, to be exact. His name was Henry. Henry was a bad boy. So what's crazy about this, about this part is, is that just before... He's hanging over the edge of the cliff. He had just pushed his mom over the other side of the cliff. And she was able to hang on and pulled herself back up. While she was doing that, he was fighting with his cousin, and they slipped off the other side, and she catches them right before they went all the way over. Henry had been terrorizing everybody. <laughs> he had been terrorizing everybody the whole movie. Uh, I believe killed his little brother. Killed his, killed his little brother and was trying to kill his baby sister and was trying to blame his cousin for it and eventually probably kill him. But what's crazy about it is the mom, and I, and I know it was heart-wrenching for the mom because the thing is that you got to understand is that not only do you have to have a will to forgive and that there are people watching the fight, but it, it again, Little people watching you. You know what I'm saying? You got little people watching. You got all these people watching you, watching how are you fighting. Obviously, Henry saw his parents fighting in such a way that he thought he could do whatever he wanted to do. What message is your fight sending to your children? Are you harboring unforgiveness? Are you hanging on to stuff that you should be letting go of? Because the thing that's, that's cool about it is like once your grip gets nice and strong and you can hold on, you learn how to hold on real good, there, you also got to learn how to let go. And there's some things that you got to learn to let go of. And just like Henry's mom was trying to wrap her mind around the fact that I need to let him go so I can save what needs to be saved. 
God is looking at us the same way. Because I watched that movie, and I'm like, man, I was ready to drop kick Henry like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Right? I'm like, this is, this is crazy. It's ridiculous. Kid acting like that. My kid seen the movie, and that's like, man, he needs a spanking. That's like, that's like he, that boy is bad. What's wrong with the parents? And what's funny is like, you know, my kids, my kids, our kids, they cut up and stuff. And sometimes be like, man, I'll be ready to, you know, and, and, and then we get out and we're around some other kids. And I'm like, oh, my kids ain't that bad. Amen. 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 No, but, but the thing is, is that I'm sitting watching that part. I'm like, what are you thinking about? You just let him go. Let him go. Sitting there talking to the TV. Let him go. Like she can hear me. Let him go. Right? But the thing is, is that God is looking at us the same way. We holding on to something that he, he like, man, that thing tried to take you out last year and you still holding on to it. You still holding on to that thing that I, I, you was on life, life support, I brought you back and you still holding on to that thing. What's even more crazy about it is the thing that he's trying to bless us with is in the other hand. And we're still looking back and forth, trying to figure out, you got to let it go. The ear, let it go. Sometimes the thing we're not willing to let go of is the thing that's trying to kill us. And you know why we won't let it go is because we're proud, because of pride. I was in a, uh, I was recently in a, in, a, in a mental health training, and uh, they put this slide up, and I was like, man, that's, that's, that's real right there. As you can see, it's a fireman, and firemen always come to the rescue, right? We're in the business of saving people getting people saved. But just because we share in the kingdom business of salvation doesn't mean that we ourselves can save ourselves. Are you following? I don't need help. I can rescue myself. You keep telling yourself that, and it's only a matter of time before you'll be taken out. Which leads me to my next point. And final point, as I come to a close. Worship the Father so you can win the fight. Worship the Father so you can win the fight. Adorar el Padre. Gana la pelea. Pride will cause us to lose the fight every time. Every time. I've seen dudes get into, get into like, watch boxing matches and fights where it's like, man, you know, man, this dude finna get in here and he gonna, he gonna do his thing. And he loses the fight because he's not listening to his corner. He refuses to listen to instruction. He's trying to, his corner's trying to tell him, look, man, you're leaving yourself vulnerable every time you do this. You need to tighten this up so he doesn't see this. 
You got people watching the fight. There are some people that are watching the fight that are for you, but there's also those that are looking for your weakness. Hope against hope. The thing that you're hoping for, there's people that are out there hoping that it doesn't happen. But none of that matters when you understand that the one who promised is watching. He allows that to happen to see if you're going to trust him. Why? Because a hope is a trust. A hope is a trust. La falta de perdón no es en cadena a nuestro pasado. Unforgiveness chains us to our past. And we can't move forward. So I leave you with this. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14. It says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. And, I'm, and this, is, this is really what I'm trying to convey to you today. I'm not up here giving this message because I've, I've, reached, I've, I've reached that place of perfection. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. God is trying to get us from glory to glory to glory. From strength to strength. From faith to faith. That's what he wants to do. That's all he's trying to do. But we have to go through the process of training our grip. We have to go from faith to faith. We got to go from faith to faith. And then once we get used to it, it's time for a heavier weight, a heavier weight of glory. Y'all thought I was going to do that with this. No, I wasn't. I actually got to set the mic down to do it. Let me see. From faith to faith and strength to strength. You can't just walk up, walk in off the street and do that. But God is getting you ready for greater and greater. It's going to be heavy. It's going to be burdensome. It's going to be tiring. You're not going to feel like it. It's funny, I, I talk to myself. A lot of times I end up having to work out by myself. And I don't feel like it. Usually it's after I've had a long day at work. And I make myself go and do something do something. Why? Because it's a fight. You lose a fight doing nothing. If I lose, I'd rather be lose doing something. Right? Do something. And I'll be in there, I'll be talking to myself sometimes. Because I got to make myself do, I, I got to talk to myself sometimes. And you're going to look crazy. 
And sometimes you're going to have to talk to yourself sometimes. Sometimes you're going to have to remind yourself, you know what, I am the righteousness of God. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. This ain't the end of my story. God has an end for me that's to bless me. He has an end to prosper me. This is not the end of my story. I know it may not look like it's good right now. I know that it may be dark right now, but I know that joy is coming in the morning. You have to encourage yourself. Hoping against hope. Holding on to the promise of God. It's not easy, but it'll be worth it. Why? Because nothing that comes easy is worth having anyway. Or else everybody. What good is it to you to have everything that everybody else has? Remember, you're lifting from a deficit. You got to pull that thing all the way out of impossible and out of nowhere into possible. Why? Because that's what gives hope. That's what gives hope. Nobody's lived your story. We may have similar, similar things in our story, but nobody's lived your story. And you got a story to live. And that story is full of hope. And has an expected end. But it's going to come through being obedient to God. Because that's what worship is. At the end of the day, is being obedient to God's word. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast. <laughs>